The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. In a sense, sin is like wrapping ourselves in grave clothes. Mm. And, and I would say that, that Jesus says, just like he said, Lazarus, come out. Um, I heard of Mark, come out. Uh, he's calling each one of us out of that, wow. that tomb of, of death and sin. Best-selling author Mark Batterson describes Jesus as the grave robber, next on Life Today. Appreciate it and welcome to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. My wife Betty and I are so grateful to have Mark Batterson here with us. He wrote The Circle Maker and uh, wrote another interesting one about uh, being somewhere in a, in a snow, snowy pit uh, with a lion, I think. <laughs> but he's also got another one called The Grave Robber, and uh, he is a tremendous blessing. I want to encourage you to check stream.org. Can you remember that? Pretty simple, stream like a river.org. It's a website where we're streaming love and truth and life continually to give you understanding of the times, that we not perish for lack of knowledge of the truth that sets us free and keeps us free. Without personal freedom, we lose national freedom, and we really do need an awakening, so go there. Mark Batterson is a gifted writer. When I began to read this book, I wasn't too far into it before I knew I was reading a very gifted writer. I also knew I was reading someone very insightful, and I felt I was reading someone who was really committed to the call of God on his life. So I wanted to talk to him. So even before I got maybe more than halfway through the book, I was trying to talk to him. He was polite enough to talk to me. <laughs> and, uh, and I found out that he was very serious about what he was called to do. And when you uh, pastor in Washington, D.C., I think it is called the uh, Community uh, Church. It's the National Community Church in Washington. And, and when you're there... You're there by divine assignment. You're not there for kicks. And he's on an assignment. And I really believe that he's a treasure. So we're going to talk to him. We're going to talk about his books, The Grave Robber, which I'll show you how it impacted me already. Would you welcome Mark Batterson to life today? Mark, hey, buddy. Hey. Glad to see you. Thank you. Well, you could tell when I talked to you that I was excited about the book yeah. and about you. Tell us, you had the book Circle Maker, and it, it, did it surprise you how well that just took off? It, it did. You know, I, I didn't know if another book on prayer uh, was needed, per se, but I really felt like God gave me a message and a, and a message to call us back to our knees and uh, then to see how the Lord used that book and the, the stories of people who are circling, members of Congress are circling the Capitol and, and uh, a lot of folks just uh, praying in a new Lord. way. I mean, that's, that's important that they're doing that. Yeah. Because, you know, one of the things you don't see a lot when we talk about all the crisis, you don't hear, at least on the news, and maybe that they totally ignore it, you don't hear very many calls to prayer. Yeah. Like, you know, even uh, Benjamin Franklin did that at a time when it looked like everything would fall apart. Yeah. We need to fall back on our face. Yes. Frankly, I believe you're trying to inspire that, and it thrills me to hear you say mm -hmm. that some of the people are actually really circling and praying for the power yeah. of God to fall. Yeah. Well, we're, we're believing 
for revival, and I think it would be wonderful if it started in the nation's capital. Yes, it would. Um, so, you know, whether it starts with us or someone else, yeah. Um, but if we ever have a real one, it certainly needs to reach the capital. It, it does. It does, and, and we're, we live. Uh, one mile from the Capitol, yeah. and uh, of course, our seven campuses are right, right there in that vicinity. You're surrounding, you're circling them. <laughs> we are. We're trying. We're trying. All right, let's talk about the grave robber. I, I don't know if the uh, cameras can get in here close enough, but you can just get an example here. I don't know if you can zero in on this, but this is typical. Uh, can you get close to see how I mark all this up? That's not just uh, uh, one example. It's virtually every page in here. And by the way, I read a lot of books. I'll go many pages, a whole chapter, never mark anything. Usually I quit reading the book. But when, <laughs> when I'm into it, I mean, it is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, here, I'm, I'm, you know, we talk about, you said we reduce people to labels. That's what they've done in Congress. Mm. That's what we do in the sectarian divide. That's what we do with our, our tribalism. We put a label on them. We think if we label them, we nullify their effect and we'll mm. keep our people away from them, even though yeah. we may be staying away from Jesus. But you said our culture has a tendency to reduce people to labels. Not only is that unhealthy, it's unholy. Wow. It's also dehumanizing. You're good with words. Don't let anyone label you beside the one who made you. Take your cues from Scripture. You're more than a conqueror. You're the apple of God's eye. You're sought after. You're a joint heir with Christ, a child of God. And I wrote out here, ambassadors, overcomers, priests and kings. I'm going to help you with your word power, Mark. I love it. But see, I we get it. over here and we actually see who God says we are. Okay, tell me about the grave robber because you talk about yeah. miracles. You started with the, the, you know, using H2O, something as ordinary yeah, as yeah. water, and yeah. turning it into wine, and, and you end up also talking about the resurrection of Lazarus, but you talk about yeah. a lot of miracles. So tell yeah. me what, where you were headed here when you said, yeah. I'm on a journey. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the starting place is there, there are miracles all around us all the time, and, and we take those for granted. Yeah, that's what Betty um, saw right out. Um, right, she said that to me today. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're on a planet that's spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. You know, we'll, we'll make one full rotation every 24 hours, and, and then we're traveling through space. We'll travel 1.5 million miles today. Okay, if that isn't a miracle, and I'm not even tired. I don't know what is. <laughs> um, uh, you know, and, and yet I've never met anybody that, it, that at the end of the day, you know, knelt down and thanked God for keeping us in orbit. You know, when, mm. when was the last time we thanked him for that? I get up every but, day thanking him for everything. You know, there's a real yeah. joy in just getting up and recognizing all the reasons to thank him. Everywhere I yes. look, I behold his glory. Yeah. And that's, I think, that's I not malarkey. I think God does malarkey. want us to become truth. good noticers of his creation and, and the miracles that are just right in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to open our eyes to see. That's a miracle. Yep. To be able to, to, to walk or to look outside and see his yeah. creation. Yeah. And so, I, you know, I wanted to start the book there that before we even get into these seven miracles that Jesus did in the Gospel of John, uh, why don't we start with understanding that everything is a miracle. Um, but, mm -hmm. but then I really felt like um, there just needs to be a rising tide of faith. Listen, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm a simpleton. I believe if we do what they did in the Bible, God's going to do what he did. <laughs> I um, believe that too. And he's the God of miracles. Yes, and so, you know, sometimes we ask him to do kind of what's at the outside of our human ability, but, but that we could barely do, maybe do. 
Um, I think God's honored when we believe him to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. And uh, You weren't in the room long with me tonight before you heard me say, and that's yeah. exactly where I operate. You get that? Yes. I'm believing him. I'm believing him for the impossible because there's nothing impossible with him. And so I'm asking him, see, I don't believe the sky's the limit. I believe God's the limit. Mm. And so is that mm. right? Am I thinking right or am I just getting old and seeing it? What is it? Huh? Am I thinking we, the way you want me to we're think? We're on the same page. <laughs> okay. uh, we're on the same page. And so I just, I fell in love with these these miracles in John's gospel. I mean, they're just so amazing. Well, you developed them and, beautifully. Uh, and so uh, I don't think they're just facts of history. I think they're microcosms. They're pictures of what God wants to do in our lives today. And, uh, and so my goal was that by the time people are done reading the book, maybe, just maybe, uh, they're believing God for the miracle that they need in their life. Mm -hmm. And so that really was the heart behind the book. Well, you really inspired me to just trust God and to believe him for the impossible because it's nothing to him. And, and I'm, you know, when you, what do you hope that every single person will take from the book? You know, you say, well, we're going to believe in miracles. But how do you see that playing out in everyday life? What do you mm. see that you desire happening? Just like when you look at your congregation, what are you wanting to happen with that person? Because as I look at people right now, I'm, I'm seeing things that I want. You know, I look at these people, I want them to know how much mm. God loves them. Mm that he wants to talk to him. You know, we talk about prayer. And I really believe that when we pray, the more we learn about prayer, the more we'll learn to listen mm. because he is as anxious to talk to us as we can ever be to talk to him. Yeah. Most of us just don't listen. So I have these, you know, desires for people to see these things. Mm. What do you want them to walk away? If they read yeah. this book, what do you hope happens to them as it translates to everyday life? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing I would say is that uh, everybody wants a miracle, but no one wants to be in a situation that necessitates one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you can't have one without the other. And so, there you, go. you know, the, the, uh, the invalid, I mean, he didn't want to be on a mat for 38 years. Like, no, no. And the, the, the nobleman, his son with, with that high fever, like, I mean, no parent wants to be in that situation. Uh, the man born blind, uh, like, like those we don't want to be in those situations, but, but you may be in those situations. And, and I think I wrote the book to say sometimes that, that's God setting you up to do something that's absolutely miraculous in your life. And, and I believe that. And you believe um, the New Testament miracles, the same God then can do the same things now. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Jesus said, you will see even greater things than this. You, and so if, uh, if, if it wasn't Jesus who said it, we would almost think it was heretical. But it was Jesus himself who said, you will see even greater miracles than this. And so um, I think if we, if we humble ourselves before God and we posture ourselves in prayer and we're in his word and, and we're in his presence, miracles happen. Uh, I do think it's important to say, though, that, um, you know, don't, don't just seek the miracle. Uh, seek God. And if you seek God and if you follow Jesus long enough, you're going to find yourself in the middle of some miracles. And well, so when you find him, that in itself is a miracle. When you learn to rest in him, that in itself is a miracle. And, and he really is, you, you, you title it grave robber and you really end with the resurrection, not of Lazarus, but you've got the resurrection where Jesus robbed 
the grave. Yeah. Uh, tell us what you want all of us to grasp in that because it's so significant. I see so many people held captive. I mean, you mm. talked about the, the bondage, the way he was wrapped up and how he came out. I mean, mm. I could almost see him coming out, you know, because he couldn't move. I mean, he's wrapped up, but he came out. He, he God yeah. totally set him free. Yeah. And I really see a lot of people sitting in church. They're kind of like they still aren't got on yes. the grave clothes. Yeah. And he wants to set them free. He yep. wants to rob them of the death and the bondage. I mean, yeah. at least I hear you saying that. Yeah, yeah. You know, probably a hundred pounds of grave clothes. Mm -hmm. um, that would be the typical kind of burial custom. And, and uh, so in a sense, sin is like wrapping ourselves in grave clothes. Mm. And, and I would say that, that Jesus says, just like he said, Lazarus, come out. Um, I heard him, Mark, come out. Uh, he's calling each one of us out of that, wow. that tomb of, of death and sin. And so, you know, it, it is the kind of ultimate miracle. It, you know, it's the last one where, I mean, come on, four days after a funeral. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. What a moment when he says uh, to Martha, do you believe this? And uh, that, that's the game changer, um, because if you do believe, that changes everything. And, uh, and of course, that story then was the uh, foreshadowing of his own resurrection. And uh, I, I just think, James, that sometimes we, we relegate the celebration of the resurrection to one day a year. Listen, it's something we, we celebrate every day in every way. Um, and he doesn't just resurrect dead bodies, but, you know, he, he wants to resurrect relationships, resurrect dreams. Uh, you name it, God's in the resurrection business. And, and so uh, really the title of the book just came from, from that moment where, like he robs the grave. He robs the grave. He's the grave robber. And, and he calls us out of death and sin and into that new life that we have in Christ. I, I'm, I'm so grateful that James, I, I think he does a really good, I call it a job of this, but he really does notice things and gives God credit for them, you know, just at life or outdoors or anything. He's very, very sensitive to that. And I think God wants us to be sensitive to his miracles that, that are yeah. all around us. Yeah, and, and if we are uh, sensitive to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, uh, it's amazing what the Lord can do. And I, and I, I think that's a wonderful um, just kind of opportunity to really challenge viewers because sometimes we want our miracle, we need our miracle. But I found that sometimes uh, the quickest way to the miracle that you need is to realize that you're someone else's miracle. And, and if you'll focus on just being that miracle for another person, um, then it's amazing how it comes back around and God blesses us. With well, a little lad that brought it, this is one of them you talk about, and you're so graphic the way you tell it, but his two fish and his five loaves. What he had, he gave him. And you think that little boy ever imagined the miracle he was going to witness? Yeah. You think his disciples who felt so feeble and so empty-handed would tell him this is what we have, but such as he had, he presented to him such as we are if we present to him. You know, I, I, I do present myself uh, every day, and I certainly don't walk without, you know, having a stumble or missing the mark. And when I do, I always wonder sometimes, would others pick me up? But I always hear him saying, I've got you. I'm picking you up. 
But a lot of times we like to feel that in others who say, I'm going to pick you up too and be a miracle for others. I find myself every day asking God to show me how I can be what you said a while ago, a miracle. This whole ministry is a miracle for people. One of the things I've said that resonates with people, if you want your prayers answered, seek to be an answer to someone else's prayer. The viewers of life today answer prayers all over the world. The cries of women who need a child to have clean water, uh, a hungry child to have food, people in trouble. Uh, Right now we're dealing with sexual trafficking and we're getting so many precious women out of that trade of being Mm -hmm. held in bondage. Many of them we're dealing with right now their little children are about to be taken and put into the same life they've spent theirs in. Well, we're, we're able to turn that around. So we become a miracle for people. And I feel like that's what you're saying. Every time we reach out and rob Satan of his intent, we have robbed the grave. Because I'm telling you, he is so bent on holding us captive, in bondage, defeated, and take the life out of every person. Yeah. And Jesus robs us. Yeah. He robs the grave. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, I, I in the book call them supernatural synchronicities, those moments where And you actually tell us what that word means in the book, too. I do. (laughs) You know, I just have this profound sense of destiny. I I just believe the Bible, that God is ordering Mm. our footsteps. And and every single day, there, there, there are divine appointments that God is setting up and it's our job to just keep those appointments. And, and you don't have to go halfway around the world either. Mm-mm. You know, they're, they're usually, God puts them right in our path. And, and uh, of course, w- one of the miracles, I really focus on that dimension. And, uh, you know, I, I think the, the joy um, of writing a book like this is then to begin to hear the stories of miracles that happen that uh, really just continue to, to bring glory to the God who is the God of miracles. Well, you are really, uh, you are a gift, and I hope you'll get the book because it's, uh, I just can't even describe it. It's, uh, you just call it the presence of the Lord, and when you say you know God gave you a gift, you want to develop it, would you just pray that Mark will continue to walk in the Spirit and do what God's told him to do? Would you say thanks for doing it? Thanks for being obedient. Thanks for blessing us. The book is online. You can get in the bookstores. It's there. I'll tell you what I'll do. If you will help set someone free from the grave right now, a living death, held in bondage to sexual trafficking, to predators, many of these take as little children. We have relief workers and missionaries in place. And you, our viewers, over the years now have helped us build beautiful centers where we can rescue children, rescue women, train them in a future occupation. And it's love that does it. I want you to look into situations that are very, very real and say, God, I want to be an answer to that need. And we can be because we can rescue, relieve, and restore these who've been held captive. But we do it together. The missionaries and relief workers are there. They planted their life in the midst of that pain. All we do is enable them to accomplish their mission. Watch prayerfully, please. Please do not turn away because you can be a part of a supernatural miracle right now in our day. For the wicked men and women working as modern day slave traders, neighborhoods like this are the perfect hunting grounds. Using deceit and threats of violence, they prey on the innocent, the poor, and the most vulnerable. Human traffickers rob the hopes and dreams of their victims 
just to make a small profit. The emotional and physical abuse these women face every day prove to be an effective prison. Even though sometimes they aren't behind actual cell bars, the victims in a brothel are held captive nonetheless. Life Outreach and its mission partners know that God has not forgotten about the victims of human trafficking. Together, we can reach, rescue, and restore Pinky Das as well as the lives of thousands of other women around the world. Oh, I tell you what, I, uh, I literally find myself feeling inadequate to uh, effectively, you know, share the, the need uh, in a way that you would just reach out and, and, and do what you've just heard. The precious women are concerned about their own children. Uh, they've been in, in bondage and misery, and now they're, you know, what's going to happen? But we can, we can change that. We can take those children, Betty, and we can actually put them in a safe situation. And you did see people, we couldn't let you see their faces. We, we have actually reached a place now in some of the centers where we've got hundreds of children. I mean, we could cut right now and you could see children in this incredible life center. It's beautiful, it's magnificent. You built it, love built it. And you'll see little children singing. We used to could show you their faces and their smiles. Now we have to show them from the back. Because when we show them now, we've been finding out that they'll target those kids and try to get those kids and we can't show the missionaries, and we do most of that footage as hidden cameras. And not all of it, but a lot of it is. So you're actually seeing into the very pit of hell. And those mission workers, they do risk their lives. You say, why would they do that? Because Jesus gave his life. I can't explain that love. I know when I said to him, I would stay here, and there's not been a single mission place that Betty and I have been that when I said, we'll stay, they said, please don't stay. And it wasn't that they didn't care for us. They said, go back and get people to help us so we can stay, so we can just do this, and we've been doing it. And you, you have made those hopes and dreams come alive for those women and, and for us and the missionaries. So would you reach out today again in touch with love? Would you dial the number that's always there as a prayer line for you if you have a broken heart? But would you reach out today and say, I'm going to rescue, I'm going to relieve, I'm going to restore? $128 is the average gift it takes to rescue one person from sex trafficking and literally begin to rebuild their lives. Would you please make that gift? And I'm praying that many of you would help us rescue 10. We ask for $1,280. I know for some that's a huge amount. For some of you, you know what? I can even do more than that. And I believe you will. I believe people that have been blessed love to bless. But at whatever level you can help, please do it. Reach out and touch someone with love today. 
a $64 gift doubled. Somebody matches it with you. We've got another victim or child that we've been able to rescue. So you can go to lifetoday.org. Would you do that? Many people are doing it this way, and it's an instant gift. Use your bank card like a check. If you want to call, please do. If you get a busy, people may be calling because they need someone to pray with them. You be persistent. While others have been prayed for, you're going to be an answer to prayer. And you take your bank card and, and you make the gift. If you write a check, call us and tell us what you're mailing. We want to send you the beautiful praise music, songs of freedom. You'll love it. Nobody gives to help us to get a gift. I know that. We want to send you Understanding of the Times in the book, Indivisible, Restoring Faith, Family, and Freedom Before It Is Too Late. And we can do that. So give us an opportunity to bless you. We want to say thank you. The beautiful Forest Chapel by Thomas Kincaid. It'll be a beautiful, a point of looking at the glory of God in a gifted man, beautiful scenery. Thank you so much for making the gift God put on your heart today. Thank you for calling or going online. Thank you for rescuing, restoring a broken life, a precious life. Innocent children created to be happy, loved, and cared for are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators. Their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Through Mission Rescue Life, you can reach out to save children vulnerable to sex traffickers. You can help rescue those already enslaved, and you can restore their lives with hope for a future. Your gift today of only $128 will help rescue a child and change their destiny forever. With gifts of $64 or $32, we will combine your support with others to help rescue one more child from the shame and pain of sexual slavery. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you the Songs of Freedom CD, a collection of 10 uplifting worship songs that are sure to become a favorite for your quiet time, drive time, or personal worship. In addition to the CD, you'll receive Indivisible, a powerful soul-stirring book by James Robison and Jay Richards. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280 to help rescue 10 children, and you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by the Painter of Light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. You know, I mentioned earlier that I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do with this book today. You can get it online, but if you just help us with any gift and you'd like to have The Grave Robber, I promise you it's an awesome read. You know, I'm given a lot of books to read. I don't read all of them, but when I start reading one, I can't quit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you will enjoy it. It will bless you and it'll broaden your boundaries of love for so many and to believe God for miracles. The Grave Robber by Mark Batterson. How Jesus can make your impossible possible. You thank, we thank you when you help others, and this will bless you. Would you join with Betty and me thanking Mark Batterson for being such a blessing? Mark, thank you for coming all the way down here to share with us. God bless you. Thank all of you so much for watching Life Today. Tell your friends to watch. Go to stream.org. Stream.org. Check it out. Pass it on.
be sure to visit stream.org, a rich and lively source for breaking news, analysis, and entertainment. Stream.org. Tomorrow, international Bible teacher and author Beth Moore helps us understand that Jesus has the power to raise the dead in us. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.